Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I love to talk to creative people. And this week I have seven creative people for the price of one. We're going to play You Don't Know My Life with the cast of the new play Gaslight House, as well as the playwright, Howie Scora, who is a good friend of mine. Uh, Howie has done the podcast before. Uh, he's a playwright and uh, we were in a writing group together for quite a while. And this is his third play and uh, it's hilarious. It's t- currently showing... Uh, here in Los Angeles at the White Fire Theater, and we decided to get the fun cast together and play a rollicking game of You Don't Know My Life. The cast includes Nadia Ginsburg, who has been on this podcast before, as well as Alex Scooby, Kit McDonough, Amy Smallman-Winston, Robert Mangiardi, and Sarah Marafino, and they are a super fun cast, and we have a lot of fun playing the game. So, um... Before we get to that, though, I want to remind you that there are now two ways you can listen to Dennis Anyone. You can listen, as you always do, on your favorite podcast app, or you can become a subscriber to DNR Studios. For just $12.95 a month, you'll get access to my show 48 hours early, and you'll be able to listen to a bunch of other great shows like The Derek and Romaine Show, Perfect Date with my pal Tom Goss, The Focus Group, The Adam Sank Show. There's a whole bunch of great shows on there. So go to dnrstudios.com to learn more. And if you subscribe and say that Dennis Anyone is the show you listen to the most, I'll get a little money. So nothing wrong with that. Also, if you want to call and leave a voicemail, the number to do that is 1-888-647-9653. I might play it on the show. All right, that's enough of the plugs. Here is the crew from Gaslight House. All right, joining me now via Zoom, it's the playwright and all of the cast of this hilarious new show that is now showing in Los Angeles called Gaslight House. It's written by my friend Howard Scora, Howie Scora, as I know him. We were in a writer's group uh, a number of years ago for for quite a few years, um, and it's been amazing to watch him blossom. This is his third play, and he's got the whole cast here. We're going to play You Don't Know My Life. So Howie and gang, welcome to the Dennis Anyone podcast. Right. I know that's going to just sound like a lot of people, but we're going to get to to say hi to everybody. Um, Howie, tell us about Gaslight House. What can you tell people about the show in terms of the the story or or the vibe of it? So Gaslight House uh, is, uh, as the title suggests, it's about gaslighting, uh, which is a very common term today, but a lot of people don't know it comes from a play that was written in the 30s. Uh, about a husband who tries to uh, drive his wife crazy. Uh, but gaslight is now used a lot in our current vernacular, especially in politics. And it has to do with providing somebody with so much false information that they no longer uh, know what is real anymore. Right. They um, don't trust reality. They think they're going crazy. Yeah, which which to me is very kind of current, even just in terms of our current politics. It, kind of feels like if you turn on Fox News and then you turn on MSNBC, it's like two different realities. Um, and it's hard to figure out what's real and what's not real sometimes. So uh, Gaslight House is a play about gaslighting, the little ways in which people gaslight each other and the big ways in which people gaslight each other. It's about a psychiatrist who's a um, very famous, uh, well, not so famous, kind of famous author who's written a book about uh, having great family relationships. He's extremely famous. He's extremely, he's number <laughs> 97 on Amazon. 98th, 98th. Sorry, 98th. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone and, corrects uh, you. He goes home because the character played by Nadia uh, tries to, it looks like she has tried to kill her mother the same way in which their father died. And so Alice's character rushes home to institutionalize her and he's trying to get the truth from his family of expert gaslighters who are all playing these insane, crazy games of deception and gaslighting on each other. And so you're constantly in suspension in a play trying to figure out who's telling the truth, who's lying, and what is real and what isn't. So right. that's what the story is about. Who's gaslighting who? And so let's say hi to the cast. We've got Alex Scooby. You play uh, the lead guy. Uh, tell us a little about your character. Okay, so uh, Ben Soloway is, uh, you know, he's in his own world. He's, he's cut off communication with his uh, mother at this point. And uh, so when he goes back to institutionalize his sister, his twin sister, fraternal twin, uh, he's not sure what's going to happen. So um, he's just kind of 
there to do one job and leave quickly. And, you know, all of a sudden his mother and sister barge in and uh, it's uh, it goes on from there. And it's just kind of like a slow melt. So Ben, Ben has this quite wonderful journey where he's, you know, put together when he comes in, he's a little, you know, frazzled, but he's put together. Right. And then slowly throughout the play, he kind of just, everyone whittles away at his psyche and, uh, and I can't give you too much more than that, but I will say that he uh, <laughs> he goes a little nutty. What do you love about doing this play? What's your favorite part about what? What's fun about it for you? Okay, the fun. Of, okay, well, uh, I first of all, I just love being on stage. Uh, second of all, this is my third play with Howie. Uh, all his plays are brilliant. This one, I think, you know, puts the ch- the cherry on top of that. Um, it's the depth of this play. The characters, these actors that I'm working with on stage, they're all phenomenal. They're, you're all brilliant, by the way, all of them. And, of uh, and play. I wasn't talking about you, Amy. I was talking about all the other actors <laughs> on the stage. No, but they're all great. And, you know, I kind of am a ping pong ball. Uh, you know, like, you know, when I did Damaged Furniture, it was the same kind of thing. But this one has more, uh, a little more depth and a little more... Um, Mental illness, mental health uh, structure to it. Going to it. You know what? Who I thought about as I was driving home, and maybe it's because I played the role in high school. But Cary Grant, Narsenic and Old Lace, where he's oh, in this yeah. house oh. and there's all this craziness around him, and it's his family, and he's like trying to keep it together. Mm. Um, that was yeah. just my way of saying I played the lead in Arsenic and Old Lace <laughs> in high school. I want. Well, to you don't bag much, do you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, so, Kit, you play quite a character. Tell us about the role you play in Gaslight House. Well, I don't know. It, it's been such an extraordinary journey because it, it culminates in, in all of a sudden all I do is talk to ceramic children. <laughs> Little porcelain. Right. My, these are my babies and I to them. Um, but the best part of this whole experience has been Howie, has been our discussions as I struggled with how cruel and diabolical I felt this mother is been hard on me to wrap my brain around and do it but it's the cast that has continues to lift me up every Saturday night and I've 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 just really enjoyed them and fallen in love with each and every one of them and thank you Howie for bringing me in look at that Howie you get a little love there um humble figurines were a big deal in my household so I had a little (laughs) bit of like flashback moments. I remember there were fights over Hummels, what, like who was getting them. So um, thank you for bringing that back to my to my psyche. I appreciate it, Howie and and team. A little PTSD. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. All right. <laughs> I have to say something. I have to say something. Howie is amazing. I want to go back and I want to say this. Howie is is, is an amazing writer. I love his work. And he directed this. And he's he's cutting his teeth, so to speak. He's 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 amazing. Uh, I'm so proud to see him do it. And he has a, such a voice that I love uh, how he's writing voice. Um, yeah. So Amy. Not his speaking voice so much. Go ahead. No, his speaking voice sucks, but his writing voice is amazing. <laughs> um, Amy Smallman Winston, tell us about the character you play. Well, I am an ex Ricky Rap Club child star. Right. Who is trying to hold on to what little career she has left. Um, and she has struggled with massive uh, drug, alcohol, and eating disorders through her life and uh, continues to uh, hold on by a thread. What's and, your favorite uh, part of doing the show? What do you love about it? Well, I love all my cast members so much. And I love Howie. Howie and I have been friends for many years. And I just, I love... The levels that baby Amanda, that's my character. Right, shades of Amanda Bynes, shades of maybe a little Britney. There might be a Britney rising, a little Lohan in there. Little baby Jane, maybe? Yeah, little baby Jane. Jane. (laughs) Yeah, it's been been a blast. It's been a great uh, collaboration of a lot of really smart people and a lot of really fun people, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. I love it. That's why... Sarah, uh, Sarah Marafino, you play the, the sanest, maybe, character, question mark, in the show, maybe, but not really that sane. Um, talk to us about your character. 
Um, I play Melody von Liebenhoek. I am from uh, the upper echelon of Connecticut. Um, my father is a big, big scandal, big scandal with my father. And uh, because of the relationship that I experienced with him, that has shaped um, my life and, and where I go in my career, which is to be a uh, jury consultant. So I get paid to read body language. Um, and it's it's a really fascinating role because, yes, while she appears very sane, um, she's just as batshit crazy as everybody else. Um, it's just manifests in a very different way. Yeah, she's better at hiding it. Yeah, yeah. much better at hiding it. Or she thinks. Right. Um, well, I like the way that things emerge about her as the play goes on. Like, she's full of surprises. Yeah. Nadia Ginsburg, uh, you've done this podcast before, so it's nice to have you back. Tell us about... I- Wait a minute, I've done yours, but I've never played the game. You've never played the game, so this is gonna be no. first. I love it. Yeah. Um yes. what do you uh what do you play in this in this show? Tell us about your character. Well, I don't wanna say too much. You know, um my character's name is uh, Gwen, and I am uh a person on a quest for the truth. And like all people, I'm traumatized by my family, like all people. <laughs> and um what I really loved about um, doing this play was besides the live performance, which just you just can't beat it, and all of these wonderful people, and um, it's been so fun. But it's also, it's also, uh, you know, Alex is a shrink. You know, Alex Scooby plays a shrink. Right. And, and <clears throat> it deals a lot with conscious and unconscious which is very cool, and it's had some weird parallels in my life. Right, so it's, so it's speaking to you. all experience, yes. Robert, Mangiardi, uh, tell us about the character you play. Uh, my character's name is Lucky. Um, it would be safe to say that he's duplicitous, and uh, what else can I say about him? He's a, a foul-mouthed, what is it, Howie? A foul-mouthed uh, sheriff, ex-Vegas lounge singer. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's his that's his appearance, and I have this. I I'm adorned with this mustache that I wear as the sheriff of Montauk. Uh, but you know, my my reasons for for being where I am are, are you know, I would say duplicitous. I think that's not revealing any of the play but um <laughs> i i can just say because uh, you know in reference to your other questions you know the, i i love howie's work i think howie's probably one of the top playwrights who's not been discovered big time in in the united states in the world right now and i well think once that, this podcast comes out i mean i think the sky's <laughs> for all of you but Gaslighthouse really is brilliant because as, as actors, we appreciate his writing, his tempo. I mean, I, this is a second play of his. I you know, adore the actors in the play. But, you know, when you take, you know, 10 you know, steps away from the play, you realize how timely the play is. The title is called Gaslighthouse, but there's no mention, I can't say this, of politics in the, in the play at all. And it's 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 brilliant, and <clears throat> but I think it's timely. I think we're at a sweet spot, also as far as you know, people who are seeing live theater for the first time in a few years are just there's this feeling of gratitude I get as a performer, and also the audience gives us. Yeah, that's especially with the great piece of writing which how it provides, which is uh, you know it's it's a wonderful experience. Yeah, everyone's just happy to be there. You know, before the before anything even happens. I, that's the feeling I got going out to the show, which was amazing. All right. So we're going to play a game called You Don't Know My Life. And uh, I'll explain how it works as it goes along. But basically, I'm going to pose a question to everyone. You're going to submit an answer on your phone. And I'm going to present the answers. And then we're going to take turns guessing who said what. And the winner is the one that gets the most answers. And I created a couple of questions just for you guys based on the play. So in the play... There is a bad trip that happens. I won't say much more than that, but a bad trip. It could be a drug trip. It could be a a traveling trip, a vacation, but there is a bad trip. So the question I'm asking you guys is bad trip story, go. So think about that for a second. Anything that has to do with a bad trip in your life. I do not smoke pot, but I tried to do an edible once as a therapeutic thing, and I time-traveled. I don't want to brag, but I time traveled. I was watching Colbert in bed, and I knew the end of the joke 
before he got to it. It was weird. It was not, it was, I think I did not do it right. Or maybe he said it and you just realized it a minute later. Maybe that's what it is. But it really did feel like I was traveling through time. All right, the answers are coming in. There are no wrong answers. Maybe you tripped in front of people. That's a bad trip. I actually had the best bad trip story that I just remembered, but I'll tell you once when I was about 14, I went to a Magnum PI lookalike contest and everyone was in love with him. It was at the mall. This is the best story I've ever heard in my life. All these Magnum PIs were standing up there and I was looking at them and I was so excited and the mic cord was there and I fell flat on my face in front of all the lookalike Magnum PIs. Oh my God. That's the best bad trip story I've ever heard. That's amazing. Howie, please write another play about a Magnum PI contest. That's the. I will do that. I mean, I don't, I've never tripped, but I did uh, very briefly date a Bette Midler impersonator and kind of made out with him at an event that Bette was also at. And so people thought that I was making out with Bette Midler in a corner. That's so good. Yeah. He was Wait, um, you, met, you were dating, you knew a heterosexual who played that Midler? He was bisexual. Okay, oh, that makes more sense. Sarah, Sarah, I was going to say, I was going to say. Sarah, uh, Bette Midler equals boner killer, even with as hot as you are. Even your hotness cannot battle. First of all, I'm straight and Bette Midler does nothing for my boner. You know what I mean? Wow. Listen, Aranda Rivera liked it. That's all I can say. Everyone's officially canceled. You guys, we haven't even presented a single answer yet, and the stories are already fast and furious. Okay, do it. Everybody's in. Here's the the question again. Bad trip story, go. Here's your first answer. Uh, Cast party. Interesting. That's a little mysterious. So the square underneath that, we as a collective come up with what we call the hashtag. It's just a way of labeling the answer. You'll see how it's used as we go. Maybe well, we, I think cast party in that situation would probably work best. Exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, next answer. I intently watched a TV that wasn't on for an hour. I know that person. What can we label that? TV watcher. TV watcher. Boom. Next up. I threw up in my parents' car after drinking an Orange Julius coming home from a day trip to Big Bear. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Orange Julius. I mean. I know that. How about gag me with the spoon? I like that. Uh, next up. I once ate three blotters before a Grateful Dead concert and hid in a shit-filled porta potty for six <laughs> hours. I hate the Grateful Dead. I know. <laughs> oh. I know everybody. Uh, sc- how about scary? You, Nadia. How about Scary Garcia? Get it? We like that? All right. Next up. Uh, Going to a random apartment complex in New York. Going into the apartment only to find out it was the wrong apartment and that the guy wasn't selling any Coke. Also answering this high. (laughs) So that's a parenthetical. They're also high. Okay. Um, that is. Uh, let's see. High, high, high rise. High rise. High rise. I like high it. Rise. <laughs> I like high rise. I know. That really paints a picture. Next up. Okay. Did mushrooms in a car ride to New York City from upstate New York. Uh, freshman year, bad stomach ache, thought I was dying, had complete meltdown to where my brain shrank to the first word I ever learned and remembered birth experience. Uh, shroom, shroom at the top. Shroom. Yeah. yeah, shroom at the top. I don't know. Something shroom. We like shroom at the top will do. All right. Next shroom up. Shroom with a view. Shroom with a view. Thank you, Howie. The playwright The playwright saves the day. Thank you. And finally, Hell's Angels and music. Let's see. Hell's, be- Hell's Bells, literally. Hell's Bells. That's a good one. Hell's Bells music. Get it? Okay. So now we've got seven answers, seven hashtags. The guessing is going to start. And Sarah, since you were the first one to master the app and get your name on the board... We're going to let you guess first. And how the guessing works is you pick any hashtag and then you say who you think it is. So you might say, I think TV Watcher is Nadia or I think Scary Garcia is Alex. So pick any hashtag and who you think it is and then I'll explain what happens next. Okay. I'm going to say that High Rise is 
Kit. So Kit, if that is correct, you say, yes, you know my life, Sarah. But if it's wrong, you have to say the name of the game, which is you don't know my life with as much indignation or attitude as you may be feeling. So Kit, are you high rise? You don't know my life. Well delivered. Thank you. All right. So that's the end of Sarah's turn. And now. But I love that she thinks I could, I would just be walking around when you took a coke in the. Exactly. (laughs) You know, you're a woman of mystery, Kit. You're a woman of mystery. I did, but. I I could buy it. Yeah. All right. So that's the end of Sarah's turn. Now it goes to Alex and it's just going to go until we guess them all. So try to keep track of the incorrect guesses so you don't waste your guess on something that's already been guessed. All right. I'm going to cast party Sarah. Sarah, are you cast party? Yes, you got my life. Cast party. So well done, Alex. So, Sarah, what's the story with cast party? I get why. Okay. We had a cast party. Right. And um, I had far too much tequila. It happens. Walking into the kitchen, having a brief conversation with Nadia, and then the room spinning, and then the next thing I vividly remember is farting while throwing up. Oh, nice. Walking into the toilet going, am I dying? I'm dying. I'm dying. All right. So that was your bad trip. All right. But but you survived. And Alex, you got that right. You get to guess again. We're going to let you guys get two in a row before we move on to the next person. Okay. Uh... Shroom with a view. I'm going to go with Nadia. Nadia, are you shroom with a view? You don't know my fucking life. Oh, wow. All right. Talking about all that crap. I know. So that's the end of Alex's turn. And it goes to Nadia. You get to guess now. Pick any hashtag and who you think it is. I think uh, TV Watcher is Robbie. Robbie, are you TV Watcher? You don't know my life. Oh, interesting. Oh, what a delivery. I have to say, you guys are such good actors that even your You Don't Know My Life's are full of layers and colors mm-hmm. and uh, characters. So, Robert, it's your guess. Pick I any hashtag and who you think it is. The word is trauma, <laughs> Okay. Because it, it, there's a mention of a shit-filled porta potty yes. I'm going to have to say Gary Garcia is Alex. Alex, are you Scary Garcia? Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I knew it. You were in there for six hours. Well, what happened was... Go ahead. I went to to Brennan Burn Arena, and I I fucking hated, uh, you know, fucking Grateful Dead. I was more Van Halen and all that stuff. But my cousins were big hippies. Went there, ate a blotter. I think it had Woodstock from... um, uh, you know, Charlie Brown, that right. bird on there. I ate is one, and then I... Acid? Is blotter acid? I... Yes, it's acid. It's, it's uh, paper. It's acid. So anyway, ate that. I got thirsty, like, ha- like 45 minutes in, and I grabbed a beer off the top of the car and chugged it, and my cousin comes up to me about, I don't know, five minutes later. He's like, who drank the beer? And I was like, I, I, I drank the beer. He goes, dude, there was two blotters in that. And oh, I went, my God. Like, and then within an hour, I was... Just and I had been doing acid for years at that point, but this one fucked me up. Yeah. So I I went to a porta potty. It was filled with shit and piss. It was the most vile fucking place. And I stayed in there for about six hours. Did, did, did they know where you were? The door. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't look out the door because there was demons. There these people. These hippies. They smelled like patchouli and, and vomit. And I couldn't. Oh my god. Couldn't do it. So I just hid in there. Oh, my God. Six hours. All right. And not a fan of the dead as a result. No. 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 All right. Robert, you got that right. Uh, we'll let you guess again. Pick any hashtag and who you think it is. I'm going to say shroom with the view is Howie. Howie, are you shroom with a view? God damn it, Robbie. You know my life. Well done. <laughs> well, this kind of has the playwright sensibility. It has a lot of, uh, it really has a beginning, middle, yeah, and end. Yeah, you also said to the first word I ever learned. Yes. So that shows his, his penchant for knowledge i like it so you you had this trip was so bad that you literally flashed back to was, early childhood memories. i thought i was dying i literally <laughs> i it was it was the most psychedelic thing i've ever experienced <laughs> like literally i melted into the car uh i i thought i left my body i saw my reptilian brain oh uh 
I was reading a lot of Freud at the time. <laughs> oh, God. So it was just, it was really, really bad. And I, my brain literally shrunk to the first word I ever learned. And I realized that every thought I had stemmed from that very first word. Which is what? Food, because it's like when you're an infant, the only way you distinguish the outside world is food, but it's also mother at the same time. It wasn't keto, hun. It wasn't keto. It wasn't keto. It wasn't, um... Guys, fun fact, fun fact, every word in the whole, um, every language that's for mama has mama in it, obviously, because it's that. They're it's like mama, mama, mama. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so it's, it's when the infant realizes that he's not in control, there's something outside of his own universe. There's a yeah. Chase. And that's where our brains develop from, is that initial... Uh, experience of anyway it was terrifying who was driving uh, the car uh these two women that uh i came out to at the at the uh, i was screaming i'm gay and i'm dying about 17 times i didn't even know i outed myself until they were like you kept screaming you were gay and you were dying and i was like it did <laughs> i was like okay wow that is wild all right, so Robert, you got two yes. in a row, so we're going to move on to Howie. And uh, sure. Howie, you get to guess. There's four left. Uh, pick a hashtag and who you think it is. I think Kit is somebody that could watch television for an hour that wasn't on. Oh, definitely. So, you know, and I think that it could have even happened last night. <laughs> so, Kit. I'm going to say. Or TV during the show. TV Watcher. All right. Kit. I'm going to say TV Watcher is Kit. Kit, are you the TV Watcher? I, I just. None of you know me. Oh, it's well, not oh, Kit. Oh, Interesting. I, I would know if a TV wasn't on. <laughs> Can I just say one thing? Yes. Kit, um, Amy mentioned that Magnum PI thing. Yeah. And Kit was actually on Magnum PI. Wow. Yes. It's good to be. I'm going to have a. I hope I. I hope I have an erotic dream about that Magnum PI contest tonight when I go to sleep. All right, Amy, it's your guess. Pick any hashtag and who you think it is. Okay, I'm going to guess. I threw up in my parents' car after drinking an orange Julius coming home from a day trip to Big Bear is Kit. Kit, are you gag me with a spoon? Yes. Well wow. done. <laughs> I know my mother. Yes. So yeah, I knew that. I knew. orange Juliuses are delicious, but you only want them going down one way. You don't want them to come back. Right. Well, this from the fifties or sixties. It was a nightmare. We were this, this curvy roads. I ate a hot dog with oh. oh. Then the orange Julius is made with orange juice and yeah, egg whites. A lot of black <laughs> shit. Yeah. You might get my father had a bucket there filled with golf balls, and I just yeah, I used that. Well, at least you had wow. something like handy. So, uh, wow. all right. An Orange Julius moment. Amy, you get to guess again. Okay, I'm going to go with Hell's Angels and Music is Robbie. Robert, are you uh, Hell's Angels and Music? Hell's Bells? Amy, you know my life. Well done. <laughs> so what's the, the story? story? Very quickly, uh, I, I did see the dead a lot, and I, you know, <laughs> I was, I'm a musician, as, you know, and I went to Woodstock in 1969. Uh, but the uh, Grateful Dead were playing a concert at the Capitol Theater, which is north of New York. And uh, they, some group, I think it was the Voices of East Harlem may have opened for them, but it was like this very, I was on acid. And it was just, ah, the vibes are just so good. And an intermission, a ton of Hell's Angels broke in through the side door of the theater and they were high as kites and they were just slapping the crap out of everybody, knocking everybody Oh over. my gosh. <laughs> and, and, and they I, and were I was, dirty hippies. Yeah, I was I was I was on acid and I was like <laughs> to say that my adrenal system had a response would be uh uh an understatement. Yeah. Wow. Well uh it was fun for a while and then it got weird. Right? It uh, got better, too. It got yeah. better, too. All right, there you go. So we're going to go to Kit now and let you pick between these last two. One is Nadia's and one is Amy. We've got a TV watcher and the high-rise. Wow. Oh, I'm going to go with Amy with high-rise. Amy, are you the high-rise? 
You don't know my life. Oh, wow. all right. So he goes back to Sarah. Wow. Sarah, you're going to get this right. Oh, yes, I am. Yes. Uh, Amy, you have intently watched TV uh, that wasn't on. Is that you, Amy? You know my life. Well done. Oh, yeah, so, it was it was the first time I ever smoked pot, and maybe the last. Right. Uh, <laughs> Thank I, God. I was so freaked out. It made my head so weird. I was at a party, and then I noticed there was a TV over in the corner, and I didn't like all the activity, and I thought people were looking at me. So I just went over there, and I watched <laughs> it, and, and I actually saw things on the TV. But oh, it was my God. It wasn't on for an hour. <laughs> all right. No. You know what? It's could have prob- been five. Could have been five hours, but I'm going to go with an hour. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's probably better than almost everything on CBS. <laughs> um, I shouldn't yes. click on CBS. Um, nobody the Magnum PI could- was CBS. That's right. You know what? And that was that had some good, sexy, hairy chest people. Okay, Nadia, we're not going to get a point for the for guessing the last one, but we got to hear about the high rise story. I yeah. know. Basically, it was my 30th birthday. My sister was nine years younger. We were hanging out with me and my roommates, and we were like, what drug are we going to do? We couldn't get any ecstasy. We were like, all right, coke. And I was saying to my sister, I don't want this to be you when you're my age. But okay. So we find <laughs> the apartment complex. We're like, okay, this is it. We go walk up, like some walk up. This guy, a Latino guy in his underwear, opens the door, looks at me, my gay friend Johnny and my sister, and goes, okay. Come in, and we all <laughs> and we all walked down this long railroad apartment, and then we went into the back room, and we all sat and looked at each other. And my friend Johnny was like, "So you got the coke?" And he was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> we walked out, and he wasn't menacing, but it was weird that he was um uh, had his underwear on. Oh, and yes, I am high. And yes, I am high. He was looking for friends. <laughs> wow. He was. Hilarious. It was uh, so hilarious. Right. But you know what? It was your birthday. You can have a special night on your birthday. 30, 30, 30s. Yeah, you only drink 30 once. Birthday. Um, yeah. So here's here's the next question. We're going to get another question for you guys. There are a lot of petty resentments in your play Gaslight House. So this one has to do with uh, resentments. When you were growing up, what's something that someone else had that made you green with envy? It could be a, a physical thing. I used to, I wish I could fit, wear pants like some of the boys in my class. Like, like they could wear 501s good, angels flights. Like my body wasn't, my thighs were too thick, Howie. We've got one more answer to come in and there it is. Okay. There it is. Let's do this. Alex, your voice is amazing. You do you ever do movie oh, thank trailers? You. Uh, not movie trailers, but uh, other stuff. Because yeah. you could do in the a world. And they don't do the movie trailers anymore, man. They don't do like in a world. They don't do that shit anymore. Yeah. Well, you would be the king of it if they did. When you were growing up, what's something someone else had that made you green with envy? Here's your first answer: feathered hair and normal DNA. <laughs> oh, that is so poignant. Um, the, how about Farrah Flip? Right? It's all about the Farrah Flip, right? (laughs) All right. We'll go with it. I still love Farrah Fawcett. Next up, a tether ball in the front yard and an old-fashioned ice cream maker we had to crank by hand. Oh. How about um, creamy tether? That just sounds dirty, doesn't it? It does. The whole thing, the masturbatory, the whole cream cranker. Creamy tether. (laughs) Creamy cranking. Oh, it should be creamy cranking. I'm changing it to creamy cranking. Okay. All hashtag all night long. I think I think Alex should say the hashtag. Yes. Okay. Wait, hang on. I'll tell you when, Alex. Okay. Creamy cranking. (laughs) It's a little bit horror movie though, too, right? Okay. Next up, anyone who had a stereo with eight track that their mother didn't get free for opening a bank account. There's a lot of pain there. I know, there really is. How about eight track mind, Alex? Ooh, nice. Eight track mind. Okay, next up, talent. Oh, oh no. I think it should be poor self esteem. Yeah, <laughs> T is for talent. We'll do that, Alex. T is for talent. Oh, I, love <laughs> I, I want you to do every one of these that I ever do from now on. Yes. Uh, yes. My friend had pink hair highlights. Ooh, Ooh. Like, pink power. Pink power. That's we just because like, it's like very pussy-like. Amy. Yeah, I like it. I yeah, support it. it. 
You want to say it, Alex? Pink power. <laughs> uh, yeah. A canopy bed. Oh. Booker jail. What's <laughs> Booker jail? That is hilarious. We're going to do jail. Booker jail. I don't know why. Okay, next Who fucking up. cares? <laughs> oh, Sue Bonagora. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. A girl named Sue. A girl named Sue. Thank you. Reptile dysfunction. <laughs> All right. Alex, you want to give us a read? A girl named Sue. All right, Alex, you get to start this one off. So pick any okay. hashtag and who you think it is. Okay. 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 I'm going with uh, hashtag Farrah Flip. Yes. Point the finger at Nadia. Nadia, do you wish you had the feathered hair? He knows me. <laughs> oh yes. So you wanted you wanted the feathered hair that was like right. Yeah. I well, I didn't want to have a name like Nadia, and I didn't want to have like, I wanted my name to be Barbara, like on one day at a time. I wanted to be about Valerie Bertinelli yeah. and have straight feathered hair and normal parents normal parents all right there it is but oh, you've come alex. to embrace very good all right all right alex you get to guess again i'm gonna do tia's for talent i'm gonna go with kit kit uh is that you no no all right really you don't know because you life? always say how you're just like i can't do this i'm not i can't do it i just thought that was you it's an act <laughs> it might be, I but that, say, it might be, but you know, it's psychological too. So, but I, I also say I'm going to pee in my pants every second. Yeah, that's and you don't <laughs> that takes that talent. Well, no. kid has that to takes say, talent. Kid has to say you don't know my life. Now. You don't know my life. Right. Thank yeah. you, um, Nadia. You get to guess now. Sue Bonagora. Yeah. Is it Alex? You know my life. Well done. Bonagora. Did she talk like that? Well, listen, first of all, don't make fun of Sue. But here's the thing. So uh, I was probably 10. Right. And uh, my family, uh, some of my family members owned a, uh, a food, a hot dog and hamburger stand called Sitteroffs down in Belmar Beach, New Jersey. And there was a girl that used to come in who was probably about 17. And I was 10. Okay. And she had this boyfriend, and he was, I could just tell he wasn't a good guy. You know what I mean? Ooh. But I was 10. And she came in almost every day from the beach because this, this place was right on the beach. And I'd always be there having, like, a milkshake or just sitting there eating French fries. It's like the shop of horrors, by the way. Continue. <laughs> Stare at her. And, so, and then she would come in, and, and I was so jealous of this dickhead she was with. And I was always thinking to myself... Oh, if I could just make Sue Bonagora mine. Yes. It's ridiculous, but that was what that was what it is. Let's see if she's on Facebook. Even at ten. She's hundred and eight now, guys. So it's not it's over. Yeah, it's over now. All right. I love that you remember her first and last name. Um crazy, right? Nadia, you get to guess again. You got that right. Is Kit a canopy bed? Kit, do you wish you had a canopy bed? No, you know. Shit, you're a woman of mystery. You really are a woman of mystery. I love it. All right, Robert, it is your guess. There are five left. I'm going to go to the more provincial and say that Sarah canopy bed. Sarah, are you canopy bed? You know me so well. Well done. (laughs) Robbie's hitting the marks. I have to say, it's those fucking glasses. Canopy Mm -hmm. beds were kind of glamorous when I was a kid. Like, I mean, boys didn't have them, but if a girl did, it was like, oh, so princessy, right? Uh, there was a girl, and she had a My Little Pony-themed mm. canopy bed, oh. and like a little princess, and I oh always God. wanted it. I wanted to be wanted to be special. Yep. Well, it's, a, it's called a hooker jail. <laughs> <laughs> the, the My Little Pony pushed it over the edge. <laughs> well, we all know what you're going to get from the Secret Santa this year, uh, the... the <laughs> Yeah, white fire Christmas party. All right, Robert, you get to guess again. I'm going to go very quickly and say a tetherball in the front yard and an old-fashioned ice cream maker. We had to crack their hand. That's something that probably took place in the state of Indiana. I'm going to say that's Amy. Amy, are you the uh, creamy cranking? You don't know my life. Whoa! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, Howie, show them how it's done. Good guess. I'm going to say... Amy wanted pink hair. Amy, are you pink power? 
You know my life. Well done. Wow. So, well, it was the it was like she got it probably early eighties, right on. Early, you know, but I was like uh, in middle school, and I really wanted it, and my mom said I couldn't have it. She put the she put her foot down. It wasn't going to happen. The only thing better would be if uh, Sue Bonagora had pink hair. That would be too much for everybody to handle. Yeah. Yes. All right, Howie, you get to guess again. I'm going to say that Kit right. wanted a tether right. ball. Yeah. Kit, did you want a tether, tether ball? Are you creamy cranking, Kit? Yes. You know my life. Uh, well I was going to guess that, too. I should have said that. Uh, I said ice cream maker only in the Midwest. So, okay. Kit, did the same neighbor have both of those things, or was it two yes, different houses? Yes, the Simmons. The Simmons. They lived down the street. Oh, I knew the Simmons. They oh. were Protestants, and we were Catholics, so we couldn't. Oh, God. Or play with them on whole holy days. But every other day I was over there playing tetherball and making peppermint ice cream. Ooh, oh, and they would make that homemade ice cream, you know? Amy, we're going to let you guess next. I'm going to go with Howie is talent. Howie, are you curious for talent? I don't know my life. Oh, no, it's not. Interesting. Wow. All right. Okay. Amy, you're I probably going to get this right. That. I did too. I know that now anyone who had a stereo with eight track that their mother didn't get for free for opening a bank account, I should have known by the number of Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's Howie. Howie. <laughs> Wait, the number of what? The number of words. <laughs> you he even know. overwrites his answers. But also, also the, the cynicism. Yeah. The mother didn't get free for opening a bank account. So, Howie, you are the eight track mind. So tell us about the eight track player. Well, as you know, I write about family stuff. So my mother would always open bank accounts at the dime. Oh, God. And she'd get free fucking stereos. And when she was yelling at me, she'd be like, and I bought you a stereo. And I'd be like, you got it free from the bank. <laughs> and it didn't even have like an eight-track or a cassette. And so I'd go to other friends' houses, and they'd have fucking eight-tracks and cassettes. And all I had was my shitty bank's. I'm still talking about this. Right. I know. Yeah. Somebody had a nice yeah. A track. It was so sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Robert, you wrote T is for Talent. You wrote Talent. Yeah. Your yeah. Answer. And that has nothing to do with acting or the arts. It's sports related. Because I was. Uh, uh, ah, I was interesting. I was third team all New York Daily News and basketball in, 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 in New York. Uh, but we had, for example, on my team, a guy named Jimmy Gorton, who ended up becoming a firefighter, who used to be in an all-boys Catholic school at 17, he used to collect money for the mob. Uh, but he was a skinny kid who was about 6'2", but uh, once we were walking outside my Catholic high school, Chaminade in Long Island, and he picked, up a, wow. he picked up a snowball, and he threw this fucking snowball so far, I almost fell to the ground. Oh. I mean... It was just, and he, he pitched in the major leagues. And, uh, uh, but, you know, I just, I was so in awe of. Kind of romantic, though. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But he was also all, he was also a phenomenal hoopster as well. But you remember uh, it vividly. You still remember how that felt. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, it was just for someone to be 12 or 13 to throw a snowball. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do one more. And one more. The, here is the question. <laughs> that I thought would be good for you guys because you all gave me such a great night in the theater. Describe a night in the theater you'll never forget. So think about that for a second. It could be a show you were in or a show that you saw. No. All right, we're almost all in. I'll tell you a night in the theater I'll never forget. The first time I went to New York, I was so excited to go to a Broadway show. I bought tickets to Phantom of the Opera bought from a guy on the street. It was the hot show oh. at the time. God. And my friend and I get there, and they're standing room only, and we thought they were orchestra. We were hoodwinked. Oh, so oh, we God. did get into the show, but we had to stand the whole time. Ooh, uh, and that's a long show. Yeah. Here are your answers. Describe a night in the theater you'll never forget. First answer. Performing on the London stage for the first mm. time. Wow. Uh, how about British Invasion? British Invasion. Nice. Getting front row to see Liza Minnelli. Oh, these are, these are tough. Uh, Liza with a Z. Liza with a Z. <laughs> you know what I love, Alex? I like the way you end it. Like, you don't 
you kind of keep it ambiguous. It's like the inflection is so good. Okay, next Thank up. Thank you, Jen. Okay, doing improv with Eddie Izzard. How about Leapin' Izzard? Eddie Izzard. Okay. Leapin' Izzard. <laughs> uh, last Sunday night, I felt free, loose, open. We didn't have a show Sunday, so that person oh, was yeah. hammered. Oh, bloody Sunday. We did have one Sunday show opening weekend, so they could be right. Okay, Sunday, uh, fun day. Hmm. How about that? Do with that? Sunday fun day. All right. Brigadoon. 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 Oh, I love that movie. I love um, that movie. Born to Brig. Born oh, to it's Brig. an Irish fairy tale. Yeah. All right, next up, Annie. Uh, it's a hard knock life. Hard knock life. Yeah. And next up, Southern Comfort and William Hurt. Ooh. How about Hurt So Good? Yes. Oh, please, Alex, say it. Hey. It hurts so good. Oh. <laughs> I can't get enough. All right. We've got seven answers, seven hashtags. We're going to let Kit start this time. Kit. Do it. Pick any hashtag and who you think it is. A night at the theater. Okay. I'm going to say Robbie. Yeah. yeah, British Invasion. Robbie, are you British Invasion? You don't know me. Wow, interesting. Whoa. Okay. Really? Sarah, it goes to you. That's a mm. shocker. I'm going to say that doing improv with Eddie Izzard is Amy. Amy, are you... Uh, you know my life. It is you. <laughs> yes. Wow. I used to do it at the Groundlings with him, and I was so... I was such a huge fan that I... I was like, how will I ever be able to uh, even look at him? But the interesting thing was he was working on his English accent, like, because he was going to do his show. And so he was more self-conscious than any of us because he wanted to do everything in his American accent. Mm. That's what I meant when I said English. Oh, so he was trying to, he was trying to learn an American accent. So he was going to use that to practice. Yeah, so he wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I still was madly in love with him, but he wasn't able to be as free just as we wouldn't be if we were, like, doing a German accent or something. But he was cool. You liked him. So wonderful. Everything you would want him to be. Love it. Awesome. All right, Sarah, we're going to let you guess again. Hard Knock Life. Yeah. I'm going to say is Nadia. Nadia, are you Annie? Hard Knock Life? You don't know me. Yeah, all right. I'm wow. not just one of you. Wow. And it goes to Alex, your guess. Okay, I'm going to go Liza with a Z is Sarah. Sarah, are you Liza Minnelli? Liza with a Z? Yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah, tell us the story. Um, well, it was her uh, Liza at the Beacon, and okay. I had, like, nosebleed seats, and I was just down uh chatting to a gentleman um during intermission he was like hey come on come on down sit here and apparently he worked for the theater and he got me tickets every single night whoa and you had to put out a lot holy shit a lot (laughs) so you got to go multiple times to see the show multiple times just because he was he took a shine into me nice and you were in the front row. It pays to be pretty. Sarah, was she different every night? Did she switch it up or was she kind of the same every night? Uh, she switched it up a little bit. Um, that was when she was married to David Guest. So okay. it was a very interesting, weird Handsome thing. fellow. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, it was wild. It was it was it was wild. What a treat though. That's so cool. All right. Um, Alex, you get to guess again. Sunday Fun Day, Kit. Kit, are you Sunday Fun Day, last Sunday night? Yes. I did it one day or night. I'm at the theater, but I had a good night one night. Oh, yeah. you were good. Uh, good. Boss Gag sent her flowers just so you know. Yeah. He did. Boss Gag yeah, sent did. you flowers? Yeah. He did. But, but you're talking about a night where you just felt really open, really, like, into the performance, just went Yeah, well. I started to, like, I started to just, I mean, I remember looking at, Amy, my daughter, and going, what the fuck? What are you eating? What are you putting in your mouth? That's not in the script. But I felt so loose and free and insane. Yeah. Insane. I could look at her and go, 
what the fuck? What are you putting in your mouth? That looks just <laughs> it's not the script, but it yeah. felt so much fun. Yeah, I it like was. it. All right. It's wonderful. Uh, Alex, I think you got two in a row, so let's go to Nadia. Yeah. Uh, Nadia, pick any hashtag. I know you think it is. There's four left, and one of them's yours. Okay. Comfort and William Hurt. I am going to say I'm not sure I'm right, but I'm going to go with my gut and say Robert Mangiardi. Uh, Robert, are you hurt so good? You don't know my life. Oh, all right. Wow. And it goes wow. to Robert. Robert, it is your guess. I have to say British Invasion is Nadia. Nadia, are you British Invasion? Say my name, say my name. <laughs> yes, it is you. It was in 2019, and it was the first time I'd ever been to London and the first time I'd done my show there. And it was incredible. I loved it. And I was, the, was the audience people that had seen your work online? Like, who, who came to it? Yeah. I love it. And they yeah. were into it, and they... Yes, I- that one show and I added another so it was amazing it was amazing I love that for you all right I'm glad you uh got to delight the Brits with what you do Robert you get to guess again and I'm thinking of Alex and the word southern comfort yeah Ah. Alex are you hurt so good I'm gonna have to say he's southern comfort and willing hurt is that you Alex you don't fucking know me it goes to uh Howie you get to guess Nobody would ever guess Alex Gooby and Annie right. would be related. However, if Alex Gooby was subjected to the show Annie, <laughs> it would be traumatizing for him. And you would remember it. So I think Alex Gooby either played Annie <laughs> or saw Annie once. Or his daughter. Oh, I see Daddy Warbucks in like a... Yeah. Ooh, we're going to find out. Alex, are you Hard Knock Life? I am. You are. Yes, no, wow. but, but here's the thing. It's not what you guys think. So my parents, my parents used to take me to Broadway plays and, and when I, you know, because I lived, grew up in Jersey and they brought me to see my first play was Annie. And yeah. I was probably, I was probably eight and I, I don't even know how old I was. I was a kid. And I remember being mesmerized the entire time. And we had really good seats and I could see the actors and I could see them thinking. And I was, a, and I was a kid and uh, we left there and I looked at my mom and I said, uh, I'm going to do that. Mm. Wow. But it was Annie, and it was phenomenal. It was magical. Uh, so did you start doing things soon after that? Did you start, like... I did. I got... I played the uh, I played the three of clubs in uh, in uh, chicken noodle soup in third grade, and I, and I had to sing, I don't care. And I was just this long... You crushed it, is the point. All right. Yeah, We're going to let Amy pick the next one between these two. You've got Howie and Robert. Which one do you think... Is what? Oh, it's it's Brigadoon Robbie. Uh, Robbie, are you Brigadoon? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Yay, but what's I the story of Brigadoon? We had nine kids and five brothers in my family. My dad was a heart surgeon in the Army, but his best friend was a colonel in the Army, and they had a family called the Johnsons who lived just outside of Washington, D.C., because he was hooked up with, you know, the FBI and, you know, the war game stuff back in the early 60s and the, the one of the sons was in the play Brigadoon and I'd never seen a play in my life and it was probably in some high school auditorium somewhere in the state of Virginia but I remember falling in love with the female vocalists some of the female leads they just like I wanted to marry them immediately <laughs> But the play itself with the with the plaid and and all that stuff was just so enchanting. I just remember leaving the theater and going, that was like, I've not had an experience where I've been kind of in, enchanted by people. What a great memory. Enchanted is such a great word. Yeah. And enchanted by plaid. Yes. Really- Thank yeah. you. No, it was because it, 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 it hearkened of another place far away that I knew nothing about. It just reminded me of a story. When I was in school, the elementary kids would get to go see the high school productions, right? And I remember going to see one. I think it was called Dirty Work at the Crossroads. It was like a farce or like whatever. But I really remember being transported like somewhere else. And it was if I, if I were to look at the video of that show, I'd be like, oh, that cheap flat 
and those hacky high school actors. <laughs> but yeah. I, as a like a fifth grader or a third grader, I think I remember sort of, yeah, it, it kind of cast a spell on me uh, yeah, that I absolutely. still remember. And it sounds like you had a similar experience at Brigadoon. Yeah. Um, so Howie, no one's going to get a point for guessing yours because it's the last one. But tell us about William Hurt. Uh, first time I ever got drunk was uh, when I was around uh, 12, 13. Me and my friend bought Southern Comfort in the city. Right on. Train back to Long Island, and we went to go see Body Heat. And I <laughs> started vomiting about 25 minutes into the movie. And I vomited in the toilet for the entire movie. And my friend came out when the movie ended and was like, what happened? And I was like, Southern Comfort happened. And I can't. To this day, I can't. <laughs> Smell of Southern Comfort makes me wretch. You know what's mm. funny? Is, and, and to watch Body Heat. Oh, that's out. my favorite movie ever. That's literally my favorite movie of all time. I, I had to rewatch it when I wasn't hammered. Oh, wow. That's it's so really wild. Good. All right. Who do you guys think scored the most points in our little adventure tonight? Mm. Alex? Oh. Alex had a few. Let's see. Okay. We're going to keep your eye on the player board. We'll reveal the scores in three, two, one. Boom. Two, four, one, four, three, four. So it's a three-way tie between Alex, Robert, and Amy. Yay! You guys were delightful. Your show is delightful, hilarious. Everyone should go and see it. And before I let you go, I want to just go back to my friend Howie. You're directing for the first time with this show. And what has it meant for you to create this coming out of the pandemic and being back in the theater? What has it meant for you to sort of have this experience after... Everyone's been locked down and stuff. It's been the most uh, satisfying creative experience of my life, hands down. And every single person here uh, has been so generous and patient. And it's just been, it's just been a joyous experience. Um, and I consider all six of these people my collaborators on this play. And they were involved from from the very first rehearsal to to the final draft of the play. But we wrote like. 26 drafts of the play and all of them. <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. That's how many drafts of the play there were wow. um, to get it to where it was. And so I'm just so grateful. And it was amazing. Well, I love that all six of them were able to come and do this silly little podcast game train wreck. Uh, that says a lot no, about how much. This was fun. I know. Fun. Howie, how can people find out about your show? So they can just go to gaslighthouseplay.com. That's gaslighthouse play.com or howardscora.com. Right. And before I let you go, from the actors, what has it meant for you guys, any of you want to pipe in, just to be back in the theater? Love it. Joy. Yeah. I love it. There's no explanation. There's nothing yeah. like a live audience. It's yeah, just, you know, every every night we, we can, uh, we don't have a monitor this time. Hopefully we'll get one. But every night we can hear a little bit of the buzz of the crowd before the show starts and it's just for me it's such and all of us and you can see how the energy and the cadence of the play is coalescing one night after another but we're informed by the audience as well so it's just it's, it's just you know there's no you can't beat it yeah. you know you can do a scene in the movie and this and that which is fine you can be brilliant but you, you can't be what this is you know I, like I was telling these guys we got the we got the good dope I love it. Well, it's no Brigadoon. I mean, it's no Brigadoon. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, you guys, it's no Magnum P.I. lookalike It's contest. no P.I. lookalike contest. Yep. Oh, I want to have a neurotic dream about that so bad. You don't even know. Hey, Bye, guys. everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks again to the crew from Gaslight House. Go see their show. You can learn more at gaslighthouseplay.com. All right, so this happened. Two things happened. That were pretty cool this week. I will start with the Abbott Elementary event that I got to cover for ABC. Occasionally, I do some red carpet interviewing for them, and I got to go interview the cast of the great show Abbott Elementary on the eve of their season finale. And I love that show. I don't know if you've watched it on ABC. It just premiered this season, but it's a breakout hit, and it's my favorite show. Every character that walks out, I'm like, oh, they're my favorite character. They're my favorite. They're all my favorite character. It's got heart. It's funny. It's about something. It shines a light on teachers. The principal cracks me up. Every character is just great, and every actor is great. And so it was so fun to talk to them because you could just tell that they're having this moment of, like, being part of a real breakout hit and how rare that is in, in show business and how much they appreciated it. Cheryl Lee Ralph, she got a little misty-eyed. 
um, Lisa Ann Walter, amazing, just everybody, and and uh, Quinta Quinta Brunson who created it is just a powerhouse. What a what a uh, talent! Like she's like Tina Fey level, good at everything, amazing, comedic, and uh, if you haven't watched that show, you got to check it out. I love it. Um, and the other cool thing that happened is a listener. Um, sent me a package in the mail of 45s for my jukebox. Is that cool? Yeah. Andrew Walker uh, is a listener, and he reached out to me, and he's like, hey, I have some 45s. So I, I, he sent them to me, and some of them are 45s that have been on my eBay watch list, but I have not bought yet. Like Jesse's Girl, Rick Springfield, been looking for that, haven't bought it, need it. Now I have it, thanks to Andrew. Also, um... I try to have all the 70s novelty records, like um, The Streak and all of those, like Convoy, but I didn't have Kung Fu Fighting. Well, now, thanks to Andrew, I have Kung Fu Fighting. And there's a novelty record that he had that I'd never even heard of called Who Shot JR by an artist named Gary Burbank. So they must have put that out around the time of Dallas. I thought I knew every cheesy 70s um novelty record but apparently i missed who shot jr so i have that now there was some elvis in there there was some christmas in there just so thoughtful of him so thank you gary um i will be giving your records a good home and lots of love in the jukebox which is still working as of press time it's still working um the other day midnight train to georgia got stuck and it was like i'm leaving 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 like but we ejected it and uh it'll live to play another day i hope all right Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. But before I say goodbye, I want to give a shout out to my theme music. It's composed by Mark Daniels and licensed replacement music. Also, the mixing is by AJ Souza and additional technical support by JB Bercy. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. Bye.